Welcome to Buy Its Cover, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the cover of films we find on streaming services. I'm 50% of your host, Kevin. And I'm the other 50%, Bree. Making 100% of good movie goodness. <laughs> I like how you switched up the intro to say film instead of movie. I feel like this movie is a film. It's I agree. cinema. I, I agree because I was looking at this and I'm like, oh, this is a film. <laughs> so I like how you uh, played with our intro to match the movie we're watching. Yeah, we're, we're getting some, some uh, fanciness. I don't think this is going to be that fancy. I, I don't think so either. <laughs> it just it has uh, compared to the some of the movies we've watched, the pedigree seems like it might elevate it a little bit. Oh, for sure. So should we tell them what movie we're watching? No. Okay. I don't. I think uh, I think we just make them guess. No, we are watching. It's just called Last Looks. And it's from 2021. Yep. And for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can see the cover. But for those that are not, Kevin, do you want to describe the cover? Heck yeah. It has got... Um, it's very much California 1970s, 80s colors, like early 80s. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the neon age, but it was that like uh, reds, yellows, oranges. Um, yeah, Pinks. very surfery kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. It's California at sunset, man, looking out at the beach. <laughs> um, we have Charlie Hunnam, uh, Morena Bakarin, and Mel Gibson. And uh, they are all um, in this as cutouts. Um, Charlie is dead center wearing a fedora and a, a, a beard that does not fit him. Um, <laughs> I will you, say, I think you, maybe Charlie Hunnam is one of those guys that doesn't grime up good. <laughs> I was just going to say, you usually like when your dudes go yeah. grimy. Uh, meanwhile, uh Let's see, Mel Gibson is on his right shoulder. Yeah. And he... So in the movie Boss Level, he wore this Colonel Sanders mustache. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting choice to give that character in (laughs) Boss Level. (laughs) And he's got it in this movie, too. So I'm wondering if Mel Gibson's, like, only doing movies if he gets to keep that facial hair. Yeah, he he very much likes that Colonel Sanders. (laughs) Also, if you have like a historical record of like somebody's like, hey, you might be a racist. Don't wear the most like the second most racist facial (laughs) hair. Like like if he would have come out with like a toothbrush mustache like Charlie Chaplin or Hitler, (laughs) we'd be like, that's most racist facial hair. This one, you're like, oh, God. Like the colonel might not have been a bigot, but I'm like, it feels like he could have been, though. Yeah. Um, and then on his left shoulder is Morena Bacarin, who you know from Firefly. Yes. And that's it. Oh, no. I don't know what was, else I know her from. Uh, she was in um, V, that one with lizards. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say V for Vendetta. And I was like, not at all. Uh, she's been in a lot of things. You, has she? Yes. Yeah, she has. Oh, God, you're going to make me look it up. Keep keep explaining. Uh, The words last looks are in pink neon and blue neon. They kind of have a a fade from pink to blue. Um, And it's done in, again, that neon color style. We have. She was in Deadpool. Suck it. Yeah, she was. (laughs) Um, That was fierce. Um, This. This I think is this a bias cover rule that we only watch movies with neon in the cover because it really seems to be the trend. <laughs> I, it's the it's the it's the movie poster equivalent of a movie trailer doing that like sound that, yep. that one loud bass or one loud like trumpet tuba whatever sousaphone I don't know instruments. <laughs> And uh, there's and so we get this uh, L.A. skyline with palm trees and the tagline for this movie um, makes me hope this is going to be a noir movie because it says this city is a bad place to be a good guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you will also see at the bottom the skyline of uh, Los Angeles slash Hollywood. 
Uh, so you definitely know that this is taking place in the Los Angeles area. Um, mm-hmm. Was Mel Gibson wearing a robe? It kind like of Charlie Hoodham looks like he's dressed like a like a modern day noir detective or an early 2000s pickup artist. <laughs> like he's going to do some nagging in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know if we're like nobody told them, hey, um, since 1964, the fedora has kind of had a come down um, <laughs> as a status symbol of badass. I don't know. When I was in high school, there was definitely a surge of fedora wears. Oh, in, God. Yeah. You should. <laughs> oh, um, like unless you're you're you like directly killed a stoolie for the mob, you shouldn't get to wear a fedora. <laughs> Uh, so I, I love Morena Bokara, obviously. Um, she Not was, enough to say her name right. Bokaran. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I win. You, you know, though, sometimes you say you only ever think a name. You never say it out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be one of these moments. I also love. OK, I love this, how they have them in a specific order on the poster, but then they didn't match their names up at all. Right. <laughs> it drives so it, me nuts. It goes Mel Gibson, Charlie Hunnam and Morena. And then the actually l- listing the names goes Charlie, Morena and Mel. <laughs> Yeah. So that was definitely a like, that, wait, wait, that, wait, wait. That's not that right. had to be an agent that was like swinging their agent dick around being like, <laughs> I got you first on the poster. Everyone's going to think uh, you're now Mel Gibson, but it's fine. You're first on the poster. <laughs> so um, one of the things that there's an account on TikTok that all that goes over um actors that are created in the same font and I want to show you uh, the guy that I always get confused with um, with Charlie Hunnam and it's it's Travis Femel Femel <laughs> don't they look exactly alike huh <laughs> yeah I um it's a really a Pepsi and Coke version yeah. of Charlie Hunnam. So those of you that are listening, you should look up Travis Fimmel. Up, I don't know. They got him with a, like, I can't tell if he's squinting or if he's just got a slightly asymmetrical eye. Maybe. I don't know. Sorry, anyways, Travis. Don't they look Also, the name so Fimmel, similar. way less cool than uh, Hunnam. That's true. Very true. Um, <laughs> Fimmel sounds like a, a like a British slang for finger blasting someone. <laughs> oh, I gave her the wee bit of the Fimmel. That's so bad. Okay, yeah, Kevin. I just lost our our listener in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> or you gained a couple because that's a badass saying. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, shit, we can say Fimmel. No, they would never take anything from the Americans. <laughs> they're like, the only thing we'll take from America is back taxes, you bunch <laughs> of traitors. <laughs> okay, so we've seen this very, um, you've already gone the route of noir. So I want noir. Tell me, tell me more about what you think that's going to be. More noir. More noir. <laughs> we got to have some more noir. That's our first shirt for this show. More <laughs> noir. Um, anyways, uh, here's my pitch. Here's my pitch. Charlie Hunnam is a detective brought in to investigate a disappearance of Morena Bakarin's friend who they find out that she was involved in the porno trade and Mel Gibson is a seedy porn producer in LA in the eighties. He's convinced he convinces these women that they're going to do legitimate films, but when they get to set, they're doing weird sex to stuff, but it's the eighties. So it's not even really that weird. It's just they're like, Oh my God, it's not missionary. Oh, it's the devil's sex. There's definitely no leather involved. Yeah, and they fire they fire her because she doesn't have uh, uh, it's the eighties an ample enough bush. <laughs> um, they're like, we want it to be able to if your thighs rub together too fast, you'll start a fire in the Sonoma. I don't know L.A. geography. <laughs> I just I think assume Sonoma's in Arizona. I think it is too. But they're like in the Hollywood Hills. You just in there like that's a labia fire. You can tell by the smoke. It's blue. I don't. It's like they're electing a pope with their vaginas. <laughs> you took this to some really yeah, weird places. Sixty percent of that was my actual prediction, and forty percent was I was like, "How do I make this at least amusing for people?" Um, <laughs> I am and, amused. And literal bushfires was how I got there. 
uh, I quite liked it. It was uh, it was a mental travel. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, I got a question. Is Morena Picarin older than Charlie Hunnam? I don't know. I can look. You I keep gotta, talking. I got to stall. Uh, so I also think Mel Gibson. Yeah, he, Mel Gibson's going to be some sort of movie producer at some point. Right. I, my only thing is, is this movie going to be funny? Like, is this no. going to be like the good guys or is this going to be serious? She's only a year older than him. Oh, OK. Wow. Really? Yeah. I don't, but I don't know. Charlie Hunnam's also one of those guys that I always think is like perpetually 27. Yeah. Isn't he the guy that was in Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. Yeah. He was the main guy in Sons of Anarchy. And maybe that's just because like there is that phenomenon where you only think of actors in whatever the first role you saw them in. And then yeah. they don't really age past that. Yeah. So I'll always see him as a uh, Sons of Anarchy dude. And I've completely spaced on the Sons of Anarchy character name that he played. Jax. Yeah, there we go. Jackson. Jackson Teller. Jax yeah. Teller. Yeah. Um, that show just stressed me out big time. First two seasons. Amazing. Uh, apparently it got better, but I just never could go back when they after the first two seasons. Second season, I will say, is like one of the best shows. If it would have ended on that, I'd have been like, oh, this show goes up with like the Sopranos. Did you mean Anyways, to do Chef's Kiss there? Because I did, but then I like air kissed Charlie Hunnam uh, yeah. on this one. Like, <laughs> Charlie, you deserve this. You know, uh, you know it's kind of like Firefly. Like, Firefly, I think, is like so beloved as a show because it only had one season. Yeah. And it never had a chance to get terrible. One season and a movie. Yeah. yeah but, you know, <laughs> would you rather have six seasons and a movie uh, as opposed to one season? Shout Come out, on, community. community. <laughs> um, Where's that Mel, movie? <laughs> here's the other thing. Mel Gibson. So we all can agree. And I, and I try to I generally try to stay positive before we've watched a movie. Uh-huh. Old Melly G. Uh, you've had a, you've had a you've had a real rough and tumble past, but yeah. Um, but I'm gonna say Fat Man was one of my like treat movies of the last couple years. Yeah, Robert surprised me. Robert Schwabert recommended Fat Man to us, and I was not down to watch it at all. Like no. it was totally not not my cup of tea, and I loved it. Oh my god! It I think was, it was so I think good. Mel Gibson is my like poster child for like not enjoying the artist. Yeah, like, their beliefs and their that stuff. But their art, you're like God. I, I like it. Like the dude knows how to act and direct. And I'm like, God damn it, Mel! Stupid Mel. <laughs> That's why I never give anybody shit when I'm like, Oh, you have uh, R. Kelly still on your Spotify? Wow. Oh, uh, well, I never had R. Kelly on my Spotify or my MP3 player okay. for that. <laughs> you didn't jam till I believe I can fly. You're telling me? No. Okay, so yeah, but I didn't realize that was him. If it does, it does it count? <laughs> yeah, it counts. You're part of the problem. Oh God. Yeah, this um, is uh, a roll of the ticker. Is it ca- <laughs> cancel Bree? Hashtag cancel Bree. <laughs> Um, Make sure you spell Brie right. B-R-E. No, cancel the cheese. <laughs> There's just going to be a bunch of people in Sweden I, being like, the fuck did our cheese do? <laughs> I do not ever want cheese canceled. I love cheese. Nobody ever pointed out cheese has killed a lot of people. Well, yeah, cholesterol sucks. High <laughs> cholesterol sucks. Yeah. Um, okay, so what do I think this movie's about? <laughs> yeah, let's get back to your point. Uh, where's your stance on vagina fighters? Vagina? Vagina? Ooh. <laughs> Words are tough. <laughs> That's a word I've never heard out loud. I've only seen it. <laughs> uh, written out. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, tell me tell me your stance on on, on bush fires. But okay. what I can't word. But what are bush fires? Bush uh <laughs> It's what they have in Canada. We got a bushfire. I don't. That's not even a Canadian that was southern. accent. I'm bad at this. I don't. We. Why do you guys why let me talk you, into a microphone? Why are you still talking? It's my turn. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> okay. So prior to you saying that it was a fedora, I had only glanced at the cover and I was like, "Oh, sweet, a cowboy hat." So I was thinking it was going to be like a modernized Western where he because he's kind of like the rugged jean jacket kind of thing going on. And now it's like all I can see is film noir. And I'm like, damn it. I wanted a crazy Western like where Mel Gibson is this saloon owner that um, 
has Morena be his singer and um, she can't get away from him. And um, Charlie's like rolls into town and is the new sheriff. And it's like, damn it, this is not going to be that. <laughs> Did you just describe the plot of the Gina Carano movie we watched? No, she, I wasn't. You're like, she wasn't a sheriff. <laughs> Right. You, you totally did the plot of Scorched Earth or whatever that Gina Carano movie we watched for this show was. <laughs> no, because she wasn't the singer. She rescues a singer. Yeah, but I did not put Marina in the sheriff role. I put you Charlie. You put her in the singer role. Charlie Hunnam is Gina Carano in this situation for you. Oh, okay. I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. I I mean, you it's just a believe pretty... Marina Barcaran can play any character. She is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, she pegged Deadpool, so. <laughs> is that the same as rescuing a damsel in distress is like <laughs> hitting somebody's prostate? I mean, I don't know if it's uh, equivalent, but. A different movie if she Power just solves mode. crime by pegging the villain. It's like that. It's like that one uh, really bad joke about how. No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> With Wonder Woman and the Visible Man and Superman. <laughs> oh, the one that's a sexual assault joke. Cool. Yes, Hashtag cancel Bree. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I I hope for your sake it is a film noir. Uh, I hope he I hope he is a PI, um, and I. I hope we actually get a really cool... Do you think he's going to do a fight scene? Or do you think it's going to be like, oh, shit, I got to punch someone. And then he's just like really bad at it and stumbles, but still how, somehow manages it to knock the guy out. I don't know. I don't think it's like going to be a slapstick fight, if that's what you're no. kind of thinking. Just um, like he's not he's not I a mean, competent fighter. He just kind of gets thrown into it. Oh, I, I got you. I got you. I don't know. Charlie... Charlie always seems like he can rough and tumble in his shows. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of hoping. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm trying to figure out if this is going to be like gritty noir, like if we're going to get like a like a brick or, or something like that, it's or Chinatown, be or more like um, what is that one with Chris Hemsworth that was really weird at the hotel? The oh, bad times at the El Royale. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that kind. Of, I love I, that movie. I know you did. I loved it so much. Do you think it's going to be more like that vibe? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I can't see. I'm like, I'm kind of thinking it's like this noir, like Snake Eyes or not Snake Eyes. Eight, uh, eight millimeter was a noir movie around snuff films. I haven't seen it. But it was very dark. Like it was, it was a tough watch. It was like Nick Cage. Um, Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm like, is it going to be that kind of noir? Is it going to be more like a kiss, kiss, bang, bang? Which so like. It's weird. Noir has this kind of it runs a very narrow band, like something can be noir and then not very quickly. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't which one is it going to be like the the kind of like like, I don't know, bright silver lining noir, mm-hmm. you know, or is it going to be just the like existentially bleak noir? I just hope we get a scene where Charlie Hunnam's in his office with his feet propped up on his desk drinking bourbon straight out of the so you want like the stereotype (laughs) yes like give me if you're gonna do noir give me some homages to yeah well i mean that's like that's noir it's it's you have to have these trappings or otherwise it's not really noir yeah that's i laugh when you're like well i want a modern western i was like when we watched a modern western on this show you hated it which one hell or high water oh yeah i hated that I think I think you just don't like westerns. Well, yeah, that's probably accurate. Um, but I do you think we're going to get a scene where Marina Bacara comes into his office and is like in her the sunglasses she's wearing and has to take off the scarf on her head that she's like trying to hide her identity and then, you know, opens her trench coat and it's like this fancy red dress. Who knows? I, I mean, <laughs> I. Getting real specific. You're like, oh, we're wrong because it was a brown dress. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I'm trying to figure out if we're going to get more like L.A. Confidential or like. Yeah. Um, something. Yeah. So last looks. This is going to be I'm I'm intrigued. 
Well, we know that he's going to be the good guy. Charlie Hunnam yeah. is clearly going to be the good guy I, based I hope, on the tagline. I hope we get Mel Gibson just chewing some scenery. Yeah. I want him just over the top. Yeah. Get get a little feisty, Mel. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you have anything else? I got nothing to add? else. I, right. I got nothing else. I, I said my piece about uh, vagina fires. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to go there today, but Kevin went there. <laughs> you uh, you set the time when I'm fully awake, and this is this is what happens. <laughs> All right, let's go watch a movie. Let's go check out a move. No, e. do it right. Let's go. Let's go watch a movie. There you go. <laughs> All right, and we're back having just watched Last Looks. Yeah, uh, just just watched it. It was the last look we had was at Last Looks. Right. There's been no intervening time that might. There's have definitely been, uh, <laughs> definitely two not of COVID and some weird shit. Um, this definitely hasn't been isn't being filmed slash recorded several weeks after we watched the movie <laughs> you do this show in front of a live studio audience they want to go home <laughs> at this point it's a hostage situation it's not even a podcast i also have to tell you guys this is why we do an intro and then break watch the movie and come back and do it in one podcast as opposed to doing the intro and then oh. the part two in two separate podcasts. Could you imagine if we did this in two separate podcasts? Oh, leaving them on a cliffhanger, just blue balls on them for like three weeks with this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be so mean. And oh. honestly, it's been so long since we recorded the intro. There's only a couple things I can remember us talking about. We probably should have re-listened to it before we did that. I remember everything about this. Um, you I'm ready to go. So first part I want to point out is that I was super sexist. Uh, I assumed that um, Morena Bakarin's Lorena, her character's name was Lorena, uh, was going to be Morena. This movie was, and lazy. This movie was lazy, wasn't it, with the names? <laughs> Um, was going to be the bombshell in the situation, like the. I think slinky. we both assumed femme fatale, and she was not. She was the originating private investigator, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, it was also really weird because she could have been anything in this movie. Uh, she didn't have to be a PI. But there was absolutely not enough of her in this movie. She was in it for maybe a total of what, like seven minutes. She. She is that actress that pops up in things. She makes every movie better that she's in it. Yep. And nobody wants to give her like the full time. Okay. She was a scene stealer and spy. Yes. She was great in this. Um, And like, dude, let's, let's not be, she had some cheesy fucking dialogue to chew through and she kills it in this. Yep. Uh, And then like in Serenity, like, She's not in it that long, and she nails it. Just yep. nails it, and everyone's like, "Oh, oh, Deadpool one and two. I mean, and come they're on. like, "No, we're good." Yeah, <laughs> the she, Hollywood like pass. <laughs> give her roles. And, I mean, is Chewy, she is meaty roles. She is like Samara Weaving for me, yes. where I'm like, she is this very beautiful woman that I'm like, oh my god, I just, I just. I just want to watch you do stuff. Like, yeah. not even in a weird way. I just want to... I just follow your day? I just want to watch you succeed. <laughs> yeah. There are certain actors that I'm like, I, I just... I'm going to just watch you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see what you do. Like, it's never going to be... It's never going to be anything... Like, I don't know about Samara Weaving's trajectory. But, like, it's always going to be the genre fair. But I love the commitment. They just nail it. Like, yeah. they're never too good for any of the movies they're in yeah they're i mean and they they rock them i mean the roles that they just oh yeah there was my number one complaint about this movie and probably really my only complaint about this movie is that there was not enough morena bakarin in it so not before we haven't even talked about the plot this is my complaint about this movie i liked almost every character in this movie so much 
that I was annoyed this movie wasn't longer. Yes. Just yeah. because um, each character I just liked. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I think the only one I don't really care for is Charlie Hunnam's character, and he's kind of like our, our blank slate character anyways. Yeah. And, and he's supposed to be kind of a stick in the mud, like pain in the ass. And I see, I actually really enjoyed his character because I, I did too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm like, when I rank him as my least favorite, I'm like, because there are some fucking favorites in this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Charlie Hunnam is a, a disgraced cop from LA. Yes. So, disgraced slash not disgraced. It's yeah. very interesting. Uh, yeah. He's disgraced because he, uh, turned on other cops because he realized he put an innocent man in jail and that innocent man got killed in a prison riot. And he then went on a, like, we're convicting people for no good reason. I'm like, oh, that's very, very astute observation there, Charlie. (laughs) Also, Charlie Hunnam's character being named Charlie in this movie is my, like, one pissed off point with this. I think it's... Then Morena and Lorena. Yeah, Lorena and Morena, and I'm like, don't... Every time I see an actor named the same thing in a movie as their character, I think it's because that actor showed up on set, refused to, like, acknowledge their character name, and they're like, fuck, we have to change it, okay? Charlie's being a real chuck about this, and we gotta fix it. Like, his name was probably Marshall, and he's like, I'm not answering to Marshall, you call me Charlie. Uh, I don't know why I gave him a drawl. (laughs) Isn't he British? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think he is. I think Charlie but, Hunnam is uh, British. I, Charlie Hunnam is always Jack's Teller in everything. He's been doing Jack's Teller since Sons of Anarchy started. Let's uh, England. Yeah, he's also acknowledge that. Like he, I think he's one of those guys that Hollywood wanted him to be an action leading man, and I think he wanted to do like quirky, weird movies, mm-hmm. and like it's just perpetually pissed that Hollywood keeps casting him as like handsome dude (laughs) so he actually got to be a little quirky in this so Charlie the guy he plays Charlie Waldo is this disgraced not disgraced cop uh, that uh, Marina slash Lorena is needs his help so he Charlie has and they um, had a romantic past they did have a romantic past because that's brought up by uh one of my other favorite characters that needed more time in this movie, Clancy motherfucking Brown. Clancy motherfucking Brown. The Kurgan is in this movie. That's right. And Kevin, I just shared with you that they're doing a Highlander reboot and tell the people who is going to be Highlander. Oh yeah. There we go. Is it Henry Cavill? Yeah, that's right. I got if you're watching this on the YouTube, I got dreamy eyes. If yeah. you guys are watching this on uh Spotify, not watching I got dreamy just, eyes. List, just uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do this thing where I look at where I think the camera is and then Bree starts talking about Henry Cavill and like my eyes just start to go wandering. They're like oh. And they're like glaze over. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I don't know. I think it's one Did of those things just, if like, I keep drool and then- drool drool in my mouth. No, I think it's one of those things where like if I keep sitting there saying like I have this crush on Henry Cavill, I think I might be reinforcing it just by repetition. <laughs> it's not that weird of a thing. I'm like, yeah, he's a handsome man. But then the amount of times I joke about it on this podcast is like, I think I might really like to fuck Henry Cavill. <laughs> I mean, there's a good population percentage of the world that probably has that same opinion, babe. My only goal with By Its Cover is to get us big enough that somebody writes a fic about me and HC. <laughs> I could do that for you if you'd like. <laughs> I've read your writing. Um, yeah, I'm not a good writer. <laughs> um, anyways, so, Kurgan's in this. I uh, love it. Also, I love when he plays a comedic character because uh, he has great comedic timing mm-hmm. and he never gets a chance to really do it. Yeah. So we've talked about these pretty amazing actors so far and we get to the point where uh, it's also so this this movie is a a bunch of subplots that get all like split apart uh morena lorena comes to get charlie charlie yeah charlie chuck (laughs) who charlie has retired squared (laughs) and is so worried about the environment he's devoted his life to only having 100 things Mm -hmm. she 
shows up, offers him a job helping her investigate uh, a actor named Alistair Pinch. Yep. Uh, who has murdered his wife, allegedly. Yes. And she also is tied up with a drug dealer. Y- yes, sort of. <laughs> yes. And she, so Charlie gets kind of thrown into, like, he wants to not do it. And then she disappears and is presumed yeah. dead. So he's going to investigate her, but he keeps getting wrapped up to it because people keep assuming he's taken the case when he hasn't. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the Lebowski thing, you know, where they like beat him up and they're like, you got to bring us our money, Lebowski. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm the wrong Lebowski. I've never seen that movie. You should. It's great. But anyways, uh, mistaken identities. Uh, this is a this is a, a noir movie that is not noir in a way. Yeah, I think they've done they've picked a lot of the good uh, thematic parts of noir and age them appropriately. Oh, they made um, it fun in a way too. I mean, yeah, like, these are all genre tropes. Like, Alistair Pinch is played by Mel Gibson, which okay, I know Mel Gibson is such a problematic actor. He he's, he's a problematic done, person. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He's done and said awful things, but god damn, can that man just like? be so charismatic on he screen. He slayed is. this role. Like, he plays we, Alistair Pinch, who's a British yeah. drunk, is the best way to describe With a Colonel Sanders mustache. Yeah. Who, who He plays, does like a foghorn leghorn thing when he's on his show, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he has uh, an accent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's supposed to be British. Um but he plays like a, a Judge Judy type character on a show. And it's like the most popular show on the network. And so the yeah. network wants him to not be convicted of his wife's murder. And and truly, nobody knows if he murdered his wife. And he admits he's a blackout drunk. And he's like, I don't know if I did it or I didn't. And yeah. that's, my, that's the problem. I think, I, you know. It, he, I mean, he was a star. He freaking shined it's, in this role. Oh, I, I'm like, dude, if you were a shitty actor and a shitty person, great. Like, we would just, like, I don't know, I know what to do with you in that situation. Right. You nail it in these movies. But God, you're a turd. Yeah. Like, you're just a, you're, and I, and this, like, I, this is the problem with any of this stuff. Like, when you talk about it, it's like, I don't know what the right answer is for this stuff. Like, no. I don't know what the what the rules are. So um, let's put all of that stuff aside and talk oh. about the movie. <laughs> no, I got I do have to say my favorite scene when they introduce it, Alistair or Alistair Pinch is they you have him give this big monologue. And then they are like, oh, you got one word wrong. And he's like, I don't want to run it again. And he punches uh, a PA or that was standing yeah. there for like laughing at at Alistair. And they go back and he shoots it and he does it beautifully again. And um, and they're like, oh, yeah, we just hire a stunt guy and pay him extra to get punched in the face. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, it happens about once a week. Yeah. So he plays like like Alistair's kind of a shitty guy, um, but he's an amazing actor, which is kind of very in line with Mel Gibson, uh, except they give Alistair this amazing, beautiful relationship with his daughter. And his daughter is a little kiddo. I mean, she's in like elementary school and she is perfect. I mean, this little actress did a phenomenal job. You know how we were talking in the movie Await the Dawn that that little actress just we weren't sure what was going on with her and where her motivation was and all this stuff. Yeah. This this girl, um, she played Gabby. Her name's Sophie Fatou and she is just darling. She does a great job. The, the father-daughter dynamic that they have is just absolutely sweet um you could see that alistair has a lot of issues which is why he's a blackout drunk and all this stuff but above all else he puts his relationship with gabby at the forefront he doesn't want anything bad to happen to her he doesn't want her to get um any of the like news media about this he wants her to be safe and okay yeah it's uh in the immortal terms of the cinematic classic wreck it ralph He's bad guy, but that does not mean he's bad guy. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think. Uh, let me check. Uh, audience says I nailed that one. All yes. right. <laughs> yeah, just yay for Kevin. Um, yeah. Okay, so we keep talking about all these amazing performances yeah. in this, but essentially what it comes down to is Charlie's trying to find uh, Lorena, and you figure out what happened with Lorena. There's this whole, it's like a side quest with a drug dealer that wants to get his, yes, I know it's a video game term, but you know what okay. I mean? There's like a B plot or whatever. Plot? I don't know if we had actually cinema terms. Um, um, about trying to get this, what does he call it? He calls it a, it's an epic poem. No, he calls it. It's oh, a, his, it's a his, flashback. His, uh, his mem. mem, his mem. He needs his mem, which, which is not slang for memory stick. No, uh, which is because it turns out to be, which is a flash drive. <laughs> it is like nobody. What the fuck's a mem? Who? What are you asking for? Like this whole time, he like beats up Charlie and keeps finding him and stalking him, and and he's like, I want my mem. And Clancy Brown, the shitty detective, was like, You better give me that guy's mem because I could prove that he's a horrible drug dealer if you get it for me. And then the hilarious part is, it turns out to be this guy's like epic poem that he's yeah. written. <laughs> I love so much that when the guy like finally reveals what it is that it's blackmail, he's like, yeah, she's going to release that and everyone's going to think I'm a pansy. Yeah. <laughs> and Charlie's like, wait, it's not your like records for your drug keeping? And he's like, how stupid would I have to be to put that on a flash drive? Yeah. And he's like, the whole, t- the whole movie, you're like, yeah, why is he that dumb? And you're yeah. like, oh... <laughs> Also, who no. has that on a flash drive? Use Google Docs, man. Come on. Yeah, come on. Put that shit in the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's like his only copy of it, which is yeah. even more dumb. <laughs> like, you didn't that? even 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 email a copy to yourself? Like, come didn't on. You even do that when they were, like, writing them on papyrus. They had, like, <laughs> another guy there, like, doubling down. Like, they knew how to copy paste. He is clearly not somebody that went to college and stayed up until 11.59 working on a 10-page paper and forgot to hit save and everything yeah. crashed. <laughs> yeah, Bree, because that's why he was writing the poem. Right. <laughs> is because he didn't have a good life, and so he wanted to make sure his daughter did and didn't or knew she didn't have to go that way. Come on, Brie. Little class. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like he was going to give it to his daughter. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about that part. Yeah. But, but once um, again, we're getting off on these things. About there the are characters. so many. You find out like all these twists and turns. So what I like about this movie, because I, I, I honestly, I let's jump to recommendations. Watch it. Like, yes. Uh, but um, all the plots in this movie is so interesting to me because you think it's going to be building to this big grand conspiracy. Like when I think mm-hmm. of it, I think of like LA confidential, like this conspiracy builds right. till it's like the whole LA police department corruption, like the fish rots from the head thing. And when you really get down to all the plots in this movie, it's Alistair loves his daughter mm-hmm. and that's what creates a conflict. And that's a simple motivation. Um, the woman wants excitement in her life and that's why she has affairs with these people mm-hmm. um and like it's not an evil conspiracy she's not an evil person oh, the she's teacher just, yeah she's just dumb yeah uh, she makes bad choices um the drug dealer is like it's about a poem yeah you know and then uh the actual main motivation for the overarching plot of this is a guy's trying to cover up his affair like, it's supposed Slash. to be partially because he's like, yeah, I'm trying to save the company. But it's also he doesn't want to admit that he's been cheating on this guy's wife. Cheating um, with that guy's wife. Yeah, cheating with this guy's wife. And uh, I'm like, man, these are like for a noir movie to actually build these big things that happen into something simple. Mm-hmm. Like each person has a simple motivation that just makes it look like a grand conspiracy. It's kind of interesting. It was really interesting. I, um, I also really, <clears throat> I, I, uh, it, at the start of the movie, Charlie has this really scraggly ass beard. Oh God, it was so unkempt. And there is actually a point where he shaves it off, but it's like a sexy, Weirdest scene. sex scene. It's so weird. Dude, as a, as a guy that has paid upwards of like $70 to have somebody trim his beard, I've never once been like this should be sensual. No, <laughs> like I like I like a good I like a good shave, uh, but <laughs> ugh, I don't like it like that. 
Yeah, so that was a, that was an interesting scene. Um, I you know I don't want to speak too much about the plot because it, once again it's it's intricate and interwoven, but it, very simple at the end. Uh, I think I'd rather just focus on this movie is great. I mean, the acting is really fun. Uh, I feel like everybody that was in it had to have enjoyed what they were doing. Yeah, I uh, I think it was fun. There's a little bit of bad. I mean, there's some bad dialogue in it. Um, oh, well, I mean, it's not yeah, it's, right. there's a reason it wasn't released in theaters. But that, that plot could do with some tightening up. Well, I also think it wasn't released in theaters because of the pandemic. It came out in okay. uh, 2021, okay. didn't it? Think about the history of By It's Cover podcast and think about the movies we've reviewed. And yeah. based on that, this is a top tier movie <laughs> Touché. i mean it's, it's definitely one of the better ones we watch i'm not trying to not like knock it for that i'm just it's uh there was like some things and i'm like okay that's a little bit goofy um the whole charlie hunnam's material connection to a hundred things would have liked to have actually seen that like for the movie to start with it being so important doesn't mm-hmm. actually do anything like it doesn't come it only comes back in one interesting scene where he like goes to buy a gun and he's like, he does it because he gets something wrecked. And he's like, well, I'm back to a hundred things now. And I was like, was that just like, was that just a character trait to have this? Like, yeah. so you have that like one badass moment of dialogue. Um, but yeah, like I, I wish I would have expanded on some of that, especially because I'm like, you already give him a really like pathos driven motivation for why he's this like celebrity cop Mm -hmm. um and it's because of the conviction of the guilty or the innocent man um Mm -hmm. and like i'm like that that comes a little bit later in the the show than i think it should have agreed um you know and i i think i also do a bad job of establishing why other cops don't like him yeah, and it, um, I think one of the most interesting scenes was when he actually goes to the precinct because he finds out that um, Lorena has been murdered and they found her body. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I mean, he's very emotional about it. They had a connection and he was back to try and find her. And then this thing comes on the news that she's been murdered. And he goes to try and get more information. And the way that he plays the other cops that like he walks into the station and there's what, maybe 20 cops around. And he's like, I need this information. I need to know what happened. I need to blah, blah, blah. And he he picks out like the rookie. You could tell he's a rookie and and needles him for information. And he that scene was very interesting to me just because he'd been there. He knew what to, what, like how to see that dynamic and then utilize his expressions and his voice to get what he wanted. And it, it's also interesting because it comes back later, you know, like when he is doing the kind of breakdown of the case with mm-hmm. the, the killer. Yeah. And uh, it, you really find out like, Oh, one of my markers for, and I've talked about this, I think on by its cover before is one of my markers for a good mystery movie is, can you solve it before? Yes. And I was like, I was looking, I was thinking back when it's revealed and I'm like, yeah, I think you might've been able to, mm-hmm. I think there would have been like, if you would have been really like taking notes, I always think of, uh, because of that damn improv show murderville. Oh yeah. 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 With the, where, they Not then Will go Arnett. back and like tell you where the clues landed, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah. now every time I watch a mystery, I'm like hmm, taking notes. Is what the, hand the did chief? they pick that up with? Uh, <laughs> what eye color did they have? Was there a crumpled coffee cup? Uh, <laughs> that kind of crap. And I'm like, this movie does a pretty good job. It's not like one of those ones where I'm like, oh, you never would have, never would have guessed. It. Right. Yeah. Um. So I and again, everyone's likable in it in a mm-hmm. in a way like. Uh, it's just it's it's one of those movies that I feel like doesn't get made too much anymore. Right. Um, yeah. It's not based on an IP. It's not based on a book. It's not. It's kind of its own thing. I don't know. It could be based on a book. I guess I didn't look that closely. <laughs> uh, but it, like it just feels like it's a kind of movie that um, 
I could totally see this being made in that kind of window of time in the early 90s. It is based on a book. Son of a bitch. I, I, right after I said that, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I read a thing that said it was based on a book. <laughs> A nineteen or a 2018 crime mystery novel of the same name, the first book in the Charlie Waldo series. Oh, so we might get uh, sequels. I'm sure probably we not. probably won't get a sequel. <laughs> well, maybe hopefully it won't be like that odd Thomas one uh, where they're like, oh, the guy died. Um, the end. I know. That's so sad. Anton. Yeah. 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 Didn't mean to bring you down. It was kind of a. Yes, and in our way out of it, and then Brie. Dick move, dick move, Kevin. Yeah, this movie. Uh, no dogs get harmed, so Brie's a fan. Uh, yeah. No chickens even get harmed. Even though, <laughs> I, now, do you think he counts the chicken as one of his possessions? Yeah. Or do you think he gets mad when she lays an egg, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm at 101." Well, no, he's got. I mean, because he's living off the grid at the start, he probably eats the eggs. I'm just saying, what if she lays two eggs in a day, and he's like, "Son of a bitch." And he eats the egg or he throws it in the compost. He's like, gotta eat so many eggs. <laughs> um, Kevin, do you remember what you snacked on during this movie? We had dinner during it, I think. Did we watch it together? Yeah. Yeah, we, we did. did. We did watch yeah. it together. I don't know what we uh, had. That was no, a long time ago. We, uh, we, 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 we had a dinner. We had some, let's just say it's pizza. Um, I mean, that's just going to be our default from now on. It yeah, I just pizza. like if you're listening at home uh, and you're tracking these. <laughs> All right. Probably pizza. We can fill that in for a lot of things. What would you do to change this cover? Um, Gosh, you know what I would do? I would take Lorena Morena. Mm hmm. I would put her behind them in like a duo tone, like those sun colors. Mm -hmm. She's kind of like the person behind it all. Mm. And also I would, I would ditch Mel Gibson on the cover. Yeah. So like, sorry, Mel, I have no clue where you are on your path to Hollywood redemption, (laughs) but uh, that goofy ass Colonel Sanders mustache does not, set me up for like this movie's gonna kick ass <laughs> that was the other thing we were wrong about we thought he was gonna be a bad guy and i mean he has... out, he's not a bad guy he's a bad guy um... yeah. <laughs> god damn it wreck it ralph <laughs> yeah yeah he he's kind of a shithead but dude, ultimately dude. not not a <laughs> super bad guy he's so i just i'm like dude how do you do this and fat man and have me be like son of a Bitch, I didn't want to like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can like his characters and not like. The well, it's kind of like when you see like George W. Bush painting like pictures of dogs, and you're like, "Fuck, mother, you killed so many people." <laughs> God, damn it, is that adorable? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am infuriated with how I should feel about these people because I'm just like, I want to choke them, and then also like emotions make some more. <laughs> They're so tough. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. Just please, society, tell me yes or no. Is that our, should that no. be our survey? Mel Gibson, yay, nay. I mean, yes, no. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. What would you change on this cover? I don't think I would. I, oh. I like it. I, I think it's, it's like the second time we've ever had a cover that you were like, never change it. No, change nothing. I I enjoy uh, the color scheme on it. I think that it's definitely like it grabs you. It makes you want to watch it. I mean, obviously, we chose it by its cover. Um, And I feel like. (laughs) God, I never thought of that. That is very arrogant of us to be like, change that cover. (laughs) Even though that's what made us watch it. Where we're like, hey, make it so it's not something we'd watch. (laughs) Oh, no. Did I just ruin our podcast for us? No. (laughs) Um, Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. I I was so fast. I couldn't mute. I apologize. Kevin shaking away. I did turn away. Mm. I have it on video. I can we can watch it later. Play it back, audience. Um, No, I think it's a a fabulous cover. I don't think I'd change anything about it. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll allow it. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts about this movie before we sign off? Go watch it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Definitely. Yeah. 
Definitely got a recommendation from both bike cover podcast hosts. This many thumbs up from Kevin. That's two for those that aren't watching. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, Kevin, where can we find you on the internet? All right, you can go to KevinEggleston.com, which now I know is actually updated with all my upcoming dates uh, for the month of May, uh, as well as find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Kevin underscore E-G-G, um, or Kevin Eggleston on Facebook. Brie, where can we uh, see us or see you and see what you're working on? Okay, so you can find us on Twitter and Instagram uh, at By Its Cover Pod. You can find us on YouTube, By Its Cover Podcast, and on Facebook, By Its Cover Podcast. Uh, we also have our link tree uh, link on all of our profiles. So if you want to check out everything, it's all linked together yeah. like a tree. <laughs> Huh, wonder why they call it that. Huh. <laughs> uh, so come and check us out. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel so I can change that that slash after. <laughs> right. That's what Brie wants. Okay. Uh, is there anything else we want to share, babe? No. All right. Thank no you guys shame. so much for your patience and listening. And we appreciate you. Yeah, and uh, now let's not get that global pandemic disease going around. Yeah, F that. Okay, yeah, bye. That sucks. <laughs>